6: The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
4: As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw.
5: I'm Ken Napsok and this is the show where we dive into the Star Wars Databanks. Maybe occasionally Wikipedia if we need more information. In fact, uh, often we do because we are going into the wilds of the databank to find some fun character moment. The wild, weird, wondrous, wizardry, uh, (laughs) wizardy. We'll find another W uh, to talk about those parts of stories we love to celebrate. Uh, We did a season of the show on the Companion Sci-Fi app. If you want to check it out, uh, you can head over to that spot there. Joseph, uh, we are releasing this episode on Christmas Day uh, so what are we talking about
4: here? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're going to introduce a new W And it's going to be How Witchy Are the night sisters? No, I'm joking <laughs> Hey, yeah, there you
5: go
4: For Halloween, we'll do that one But as we are releasing this in, uh, in the holiday time uh, We wanted to do something uh, that, that maybe uh, celebrates some of the, the fun of this mm. season And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if there's like a, a character Who's kind of like Santa Claus in Star Wars? And then I was like, wait There is, (laughs) kind of, from a very weird certain point of view. But it's right there to be found in this character's name. We will be discussing today the character Nick Sant. Uh, Now, there are many listeners who I'm sure is like, all right, yes, my favorite, Nick Sant. And maybe a few who are like, a vague memory, and maybe some more who are like, the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, So we are going to fill out what the hell we're talking about. By first going to the StarWars.com databank to see what they have to say about the Star Wars character, Nick Sant. And they have nothing to say. There is no entry on Nick Sant. They even reorganized the databank, Ken. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've seen this, but they did a, a massive reorg. going to be a little bit easier to find things. That's great. Still no Nick Sant. So we must hmm. turn The true holiday spirit. We go one place and it's not there for us, but we have to go somewhere else and we're welcomed with uh, open arms by Wikipedia. And here's what a Wikipedia has to say. Nick Sant was a male human who served in the military of the Alliance to restore the Republic during the Galactic Civil War. By the time of the Battle of Endor in 4 ABY, Sant was one of the most veteran scouts in the Rebel Alliance. The strike team was led to the back entrance of the shield generator bunker, where four Imperial scout troopers stood guard. When an Ewok, Paplu, stole a speeder bike, three of the scout troopers followed, leaving only one at the shield generator. The rebels captured the trooper, and Sant disguised himself in his armor, taking up the trooper's post. While the rest of the strike team entered the bunker. However, as part of Emperor Palpatine's plan, more Imperial troops who had been expecting them arrived and captured the rebels, including Sant, whose disguise they saw through. Biker <laughs> <laughs> scouts don't do that. <laughs> Not long after, is that a beard poking out <laughs> the bottom of it. Not long after they were captured, however, the Ewoks ambushed the Imperials, starting the ground battle. Proper. Now, I got a little bit more behind the scenes, but I want to stop there because I think for for anybody who's like uh, driving and can't look at images or Google, this is probably where the dime drops about who Nick Sant is, right? The the weird uh, guy uh, with a bushy beard, looks very Santa Claus like, who is just in a shot. Uh, You see him in plenty of shots, but then you see him. Hey, uh, they got all the rebels lined up. Why is one of them? Why is that? Why is old Santa guy dressed like an Imperial Biker Scout? It's a fun thing to notice. Uh, so I want to just start there. Would, do you remember when you first noticed Nick Sant? Um,
5: I, I'm proud to say, from the very beginning, seven years of age, what? I yes, I, I, I hand to whatever God you, God you choose to worship. I, I tell you, I, I loved it, and and I used to. I was the one on the playground going, "Yeah, he puts. He's the disguised as the Biker Scout." I didn't know he was Nick Sant. That would come later, all that kind of stuff. But like old, you know, bushy beard guy. Uh, and, and and it's one of those shared inside jokes, right? Of, yeah, you know, the guy with the the, the beard. I love that guy. That type of my friends and I used to joke. But I have uh, I've missed a lot of things in my Star Wars time. A lot of things I've, oh, I didn't catch that. Uh, 40 years on. Oh, that's right. I, n- I didn't notice that. I'll admit to this. Stormtrooper bumping his head. I don't think until it became a meme, I had really paid attention to that. I missed that. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, pumping myself up here, but I always, I've, I, again, because I love the biker, scouts. So I thought it was great that there the one guy was undercover.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's great. I can't remember when I noticed, probably during one of my many viewings, you know, on VHS and uh, college or early mm-hmm. adulthood, uh, picked that out. And by then I think I, I was at an age to realize, oh, wow, there must've been a deleted scene here. Of that, uh, and, and found mm-hmm. it like really, really cool and interesting because of like a skier little Easter egg. From my perspective, I didn't have mm-hmm. a ton of people to talk to about it. <laughs> I, don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't think I had anybody to turn and go, Hey, I think I was alone when I was viewing this and uh, the Nick Sant dime dropped. Uh, but there was so great of like, Yeah, wow, well, the rebels always try to do that. Guess, guess it didn't work this time. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> can't all be winners. <laughs> uh, all right. So now that we're clear on who we're yeah. talking about, here's some mm-hmm. behind the scenes info. Nick Sant appeared briefly as a member of Han Solo's strike team in the 1983 film Star Wars Episode 4, or 6, excuse me, jeez, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. He was first identified as Nick Sant in the official Star Wars Fact File 44 in 2002. According to a continuity Polaroid from Return of the Jedi, he was portrayed by one L. Burner. (laughs) I mean, is that a real name? is that a real person
5: (laughs) is that a burner name we've uh, you know our friend jamie stangram did his empire strikes door doc on the stormtrooper who hit the head and who was the actor that played him because it was in debate uh this is we got to be the next next doc finding l burner
4: finding l burner if that was a real name i know i'm sorry that sounds like a a pot dealer's (laughs) uh code name yeah i'm l burner you meet me at this corner (laughs) like i'm sorry it's
5: the old Homer Simpson uh, guy incognito.
4: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, continuing into uh, a discussion that mm. always uh, haunts this character, so it must be addressed right at the beginning. Uh, this is from behind the scenes on Wikipedia. Mm. The similarities between Sant's appearance and that of the former clone Captain Rex, a character who appears in both the Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels television series, stoked speculation that Sant. Sant and Rex could be the same character. In 2016, at a screaming, screening, 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 ah! uh, in 2016, <laughs> at a screening of the second season finale of Star Wars Rebels, executive producer Dave Filoni speculated that the bearded old guy on Endor, Nick Sant, could be Rex, suggesting it did uh, not make any sense for there to be an old guy in Endor unless it was someone like Rex. The Rebels series finale, which aired on March 5th, 2018, confirmed that Rex did fight at the Battle of Endor, but did not go so far as to confirm that Rex and Sant are the same character. Six months after the episode's airing, Filoni revealed in an interview with IGN he ultimately chose to not canonize the theory because he felt that laying down an already established character prior to his coming to Star Wars wasn't correct, adding that Rex could have been present at Endor and not be uh, Sant, even though some fans could choose to believe that Sant and Rex are the same individuals individual while others choose to not do so. So, mm-hmm. Ken, that's where the conversation has to begin uh, because I, I have been uh, on the receiving end of heated uh, tweets from both directions of, no, Dave Filoni said he is, sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. and other people saying he's explicitly said he isn't. Uh, yeah. That's what we get from Wikipedia. That's what we get from these different interviews of uh, Filoni. So before we can possibly go any further and get into all the fun of Nick Sant, do you feel Nick Sant and Rex are the same character or should be or any of that? Where do you go?
5: Uh, no, I don't think they're the same character. I don't think they should be. And we'll get to maybe some of the, the – the, maybe the most important reason ar- around that in a second. But also, just adding to the – remember, part of this was the – someone from the Rebels design team, remember, kind of accidentally leaked mm-hmm. – design kind of saying yeah it was Mm -hmm. and that's kind of helped fuel along with loneliness comments but yeah i i i do the idea and look on a a, if you're speaking at a panel maybe you're on a podcast in a quick snapshot kind of way it makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. if you just if you're just kind of running you know like we do on live tape broadcasts. you're just kind of running it at 60 miles an hour in your head and someone's like what do you think And you're like "Yeah, yeah maybe uh, the bigger issue is, you know, you know, Tamara Merson playing the clones and Nick L. Burner. I don't think they're of the, the same background is what we'll say. So, uh, you know, we don't want to whitewash a character at all. But I think just in a, in a quick like, oh, sure, because it it's kind of a fun idea. And I like where we end up with Rex and the fact that now we have two characters with bushy beards at Endor.
4: Yeah, I really agree with everything you're saying. I think, you know, it's great to hear read Wikipedia for just just the mm-hmm. facts. Um, but, but I, I, believe that, you know, when, when Filoni was first talking about this, it was from a sense of fun and a sense of why not. And we drew Mm -hmm. these lines together and maybe they would be. And I think Filoni likes to be cheeky about, maybe I will canonize that. Maybe I won't, you know, going back Mm -hmm. to the, Mm -hmm. you know, Ahsoka lives shirts and things like that. I think it's a way that one of the ways that he interacts with the fan community and it is coming from such a, a positive place, you know, reflecting people's excitement about connections between characters. Um, Uh, And and I really get where, where it came from. Right. I think when I first heard it, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Look at the the beard works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like who are you going to put in the armor? Uh, well, the person who was born to wear armor almost literally, you know, of course, Rex would be the one who'd do that. And like, so I get where it came from. But I think it is, you know, where you you really need to be respectful and and listen and hear perspectives and, you know, hopefully uh, stop and think uh, for yourself that Mm -hmm. uh, the history of the character of Rex is a a person of color um, Mm -hmm. and that matters. So I think that is really important to me. And uh, Mm -hmm. I also think I think that's, you know, sort of the 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 important issues and ideas of the real world, uh, you know, intersecting uh, Mm -hmm. with just Star Wars fun. Uh, But then I also think within the galaxy of Star Wars, I really think Rex deserves his own story, right? I mean, you and I have made lots of jokes about uh, all all the different characters from books and comics uh, and video games who are now on Endor and there's like a different character behind every tree (laughs) in that battle. Like, fair enough. I want Rex to have his own story. You know, Mm. he came back and he committed to taking down the Empire and he was there. What happened to him? What was his deal? I want it to be totally totally his own story and not have mm. to have it be a uh, shoehorned into Santa looking guy. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I really agree with that. And, and it, it, it's more storytelling possibilities. And, uh, you know, I, I as someone uh, you've had beards at different points in your life, but mm-hmm. you, you, when you become a beard guy and you look across the room and you see a beard guy and you give that like, Hey, what's up? Like, I, I want Rex and, and uh, Nick Santa to have that moment too. Like, Hey, you got a bushy beard too. Look at you. Yeah. yeah.
4: That, that could exist. Uh, I'm going to take that as a pitch for a Disney Plus series called Beard Guys. <laughs> the Battle of Endor. <laughs> All right. So uh, with, with uh, some of those clarifications and possible controversies out of the way, let's dive into celebrating the wild, weird factor or wondrous factor, given the beard uh, of Nick Sant. Uh, how would you physically describe Nick Sant?
5: I would describe him as if there was ever going to be a Star Wars character that turned to another character and said, is that Freedom Rock, man? Turn it up. That's what we got. <laughs> That's a dated reference. I know he looks like uh, a tan. I'll say it looks like he's gone to the beach a lot. He's hung out in Malibu. He's got a big, bushy, white slash blonde beard. Uh, he looks and this is I grew up thinking this. More than anything. He looks like the G.I. Joe character rock and roll who is a heavy gunner known for having the bandoliers around. He rode a motorcycle too in GI Joe. And he was a old Malibu hippie who had joined the cost type of thing. (laughs) And I have never been able to separate the two. So you have that kind of uh, big bushy beard. Uh, He's got, he's got a weathered, uh, well, we can't say weathered brow, but he's got some weathered cheeks and uh, maybe some uh, uh, wrinkles around his eyes. He is wearing the rebel Pathfinder camo. He's got the, the shirt over, uh, the jacket kind of uh, over the, the shirt. He's got a lot of belts. He's got a big gun. He's got the boots. He's got the camo. He's got it on. He's got that Pathfinder helmet with the dent in it. He looks like a rebel in action. And I have just found, Joseph, the picture you're talking about, the continuity photo of L. <laughs> Burner in forest. We're going to find Leonard Burner, Leo Burner, Luke Burner. We're going to find him. We're going to find him one day. Uh, so that's my simple surface level description of Nick Sand.
4: Uh, I think that's a great one. I'm, I'm going for Leo Burner. He looks like a Leo. Maybe <laughs> yes. a, maybe literally is born in August. He's a Leo. He, he doesn't take no guff. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is something about him that really does. I understand where the, the uh, Nick Sant, St. Nick,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Santa
4: Claus joke, the reason we're doing this episode today, I understand uh, that connection. That's a great bit of cheeky, uh, small Star Wars character naming convention. But there is just something about his vibe uh, yeah. that is so, like, been there, done that, uh, broken that, wrote an, <laughs> a novel about it, and I'll tell you about it, kid. Just a rough and ready old man who's still yeah. powerful. He he's looks like a picture. Like, in the dictionary, mm-hmm. the old man still got it. There should be a picture of him. He looks like Santa <laughs> if Santa was cast as a Marine in a Predator movie. Like, there's, he's got yeah. fight in him.
3: Yeah,
5: he does. Wrestling fans do this thing when an old-timer gets in the ring. They do the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. The you still got it. dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think he's got that. Yeah, man. I Look, look He he's like, hey, man, I, I was hanging out in the Amos, man, in my space van. The Empire kicked me out and gave me a ticket, and I spent two years in Arkina man. I'm here for the fight. And I think that's the vibe I take from his face.
4: <laughs> yeah, wherever uh, the, the Summer of Love happened in Star Wars, whatever planet and... <laughs> yes. uh, Year A B Y B B Y whatever year it was, uh Nick Sant was there.
5: That's what he was like, Man, I was selling pisos to this cool guy <laughs> named Keith. Next thing you know, I was arrested, man. Tell oh, me, man, <laughs> it was it was the planet of love.
4: <laughs> Namos, the planet of love. Uh so I think we're getting into a little bit the next mm-hmm. question of what is the magic of Nick Sant? Uh what does this yeah. old man who puts on biker scout armor add to the legend of Star Wars?
5: Well, I'll start here. In trying to put together a thumbnail for this, like, it's hard to get a photo, like a good photo. I'd actually go screenshot the movie, and it's a flash. That shot that goes around of him holding the blaster, kind of hunched over the rebels behind him uh, with the, you know, this is when they pull the trap on the on the Imperials. It, it's a second. But that second, it's, it's a lifetime of Star Wars. And you look at that, and here we are, we're having fun with the stories there. But I... All the all the jokes of what is Gonk a going gonk to get a Star Wars movie? Give me a Nick Sant movie because I want to know this story. This guy—that's the magic. Even in '83, as a kid, it was the ragtag rebellion. It wasn't, uh, you know, and, and and you know now beards are your beards come and go, right? Beards are in fashion. They're in fashion now. I have one. Um, you know, every president used to have mutton chops. Now you got to be clean shaven. It changes the time. But I loved in '83 that this the, the, you got the Imperials on one side and you got this dude with the beard, man. And it just tells a story, and that's part of the magic. You'd call it the tip of the iceberg storytelling of Star Wars. This inspired playground conversations. This inspired, like, strategic conversations, my friend. Like, okay, so that guy's going, he's wearing a mask, and he's going undercover, and that's kind of a Star Wars tradition, right? And just so much about it. That's the magic. You look at this face. It's built for EU legend stuff. It's built for Wikipedia entries. He's got a story to tell, man, and he wants to tell it.
4: Yeah, I think that's so great. I I, I really agree. I think there's a kind of a couple levels to to his magic. I think one of them is just that name, Nick Sant, that we're we're celebrating by the release of this episode. The fact that he does look like rough and tumble Santa. Like, you know, there's that movie in theaters now with Dave Harbour, you know, uh, Violent Mm -hmm. Night, right? And like, you could almost do that, you know, uh, internet meme with the butterfly of like, (laughs) is this Nick Sant? Because he is just, he looks like Santa who's not gonna take it anymore. Like, that's Part of the magic of this character is like, it's this weird, how did that happen? Why did, Hmm. how did, whose casting office did Leo Burner wander into? And people were like, you're (laughs) the guy we've been looking for to put in that biker scout armor. Like, how'd that happen? That badass Santa ended up fighting with the Ewoks on Endor, you know?
5: And look, you you know how a lot of these, uh, you know, these day players and extras go. Like, they all show up, they get in their outfits, they take these Polaroid, Polaroid shots, and Leo Burner gets a shot forever in time. And then when they go to set them up, they're Richard Marquand or someone is like that guy needs to go in front. That guy's got to go right in the front. This was a choice and by the way, you're, you're, no respect to disrespect to L Berner David Harbor as Nick Sand in a Star Wars story. I'm so
4: it's it, the, the casting is just there. It's automatic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, I also think like, you know, there's, there's a joke that has diminishing truth, unfortunately, right. That uh, mm. every background character in star Wars has a, a name, a history an action right, figure, right. you know, that, yeah. that we, we had the luxury that that was, uh, totally true for original trilogy prequel trilogy you know Mm. uh most characters in all the modern films we have named for but some of them escaped we certainly don't have action figures of all the background weirdos but for that joke that idea that every tiny little character has a a rich history in multiple Mm. action figures Nick Sant is one of the very best examples of that right yes yes he's prominent in that one shot but he's mostly known for being the, the vestigial tail of a deleted scene, the clue that there was something else there, right? Not even like a character yeah. who has one funny line or one background shot. He's just like, he's a mm-hmm. symbol of like, yeah, that was cut. And we, we, we couldn't cut around the evidence of this deleted scene. So it became a thing, uh, with fans you know yeah. and then years and years later 2002 he gets his fake Santa Claus name you know Yeah. and now now there's you know even there are two action figures of him now there's yeah. there's one that that came in a in an endor battle pack and uh, as we as we are speaking like i think the last week uh they released a uh endor bunker uh playset mm-hmm. uh with a Nick Sant action figure in Biker Scout disguise. Uh,
5: I didn't know that. I know. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I always want play sets, you know, but I I don't need the Endor, you know, bunker play set, but I might buy it for that action figure.
5: (laughs) I might might need that. That that might go from want to need. Oh, I didn't. I I know the set's awesome. I hadn't paid that much attention to it because I just, you know, I'm not getting figures as much these days. All right. I got a space on the shelf to clear.
4: Yep. Yep. Vintage carded. Nick Sant That's how they get ya Anyway, there's a lot of magic about Nick Sant Clearly, we're gonna take a quick break And we'll dive into more of the, the fun And the weirdness of Nick Sant Back in a moment
6: and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot
1: may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
4: And we are back to continue celebrating the wild, weird, wondrous factor of the character Nick Sant. So, Ken, you and I shared our our, uh, personal canon conclusion that he's not Rex. Rex has another story. So if he's not Rex, if he doesn't have that uh, armor history that Rex does, why did Nick Sant, out of every rebel Pathfinder there, get to dress up as the Biker Mm. Scout? Spectacular. Number one, maybe maybe he...
5: Used to be one, right? Maybe they're like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's why he has the beard. He grew, you know. You know, I remember when I got out of my day job in 2015. That's the long hair and beard came out of Screen Junkies because I finally could. So, so maybe that's it. But I like the idea too. Keeping with my uh, silly, uh, uh, wacky headcanon on the guy when he was hanging out on the Amos selling pisos and hanging around town, he did have a space fan, but he also had a space hog. (laughs) <laughs> and I think he hit the motor, you know, hit, hit the motor run. And I think he was out there easy riding around the galaxy as well. And I think they were like, if you need to get on a speeder bike, like maybe as a Biker Scout comes up to you and is like, we got to go out and do patrol. You could do it and do it with skill. Uh, and enough to convince them so hey that's you because you're right it's a wild card decision (laughs) wild card baby like it's wild card because that beard i don't know you could fit it into the mask but there's probably a chance it's going to poke out so there's other better choices just for the disguise i think it had to do with the skills
4: yeah and and i'm not uh disparaging body types in Mm -hmm. any way uh but he is kind of like old school barrel chested like yes l Berner's body is the way superman used to be drawn in the 40s like <laughs> he's uh not body type the most natural choice for the the biker scout right it's not at all you're right
5: you're right and, and yeah. biker scouts are these skilled snipers we know from battlefront games yeah you're right yeah
4: you're right. yeah so that makes it more even more interesting it makes me feel like in my head cannon that he pushed for it that he wanted it right yeah uh so I have a headcanon that uh, night before they were going, you know, Han's dealing with his stuff. They're messing around with the Ewoks, whatever. And and Nick Sant tells all the other Pathfinders, uh, one of us is probably going to have to dress up as a, as a trooper. And uh, I'm going to leg wrestle every person here for the <laughs> honor. And he just creamed them all in leg wrestling. Yes, I like that. I like that either that or maybe he is the last rebel who's never dressed up as an imperial and it's just, it's finally his time.
5: <laughs> hey man, can I do this one? Come on, Han. <laughs> yeah.
4: Everybody else has done it. All right. We've talked a little bit about, uh, Nick Sant's vibe. You got him on, uh, on Pizos, the planet of love in his, uh, mm-hmm. in his space, bus, his space van. But yeah. what's the rest of that backstory for you? Why did he join the rebellion? Why is he here? I really do think he, he
5: represents, uh, yeah, those uh, oppressed in their own way. And there's a lot of different kind of ways the oppression was felt. I, I think uh, he probably, had, he's been around a while. He probably, you know, he's definitely experienced the fall of the Republic. He definitely was there before. Um, who knows? Maybe he was on the separatist side. But I, I think it's a lived and experience. It's an earned rebellion, right? And I think mm-hmm. everyone earns their rebellion uh, in their own way. We all have our own rebellions. What was that quote from Andor? Uh, and I think that's where, I, I think he is. Um, I I think he wants to be there, but he also, he's one of those guys that's like, I don't, it's a a shame that I need to be here, but I do want to be here. Uh, And I'd rather be on the beach. I'd rather be doing whatever I was doing before here, growing my beard and hanging out, having pizzas. But I I really think that's part of his
4: story. I agree. I totally agree. I I think in my mind, he was... Like, just this uh, adventure, uh, a thrill-seeker. I think he is, Mm -hmm. like, a a space Hemingway times a million of, like, uh, (laughs) every window I see, I want to see if I can bust through it. Like, you know, a giant animal, let me see if I can uh, taunt it and ride it. Like, I think he was maybe somebody who just... uh, loved adventure loved fun didn't get involved cuz you know he he has his own battles every every moment's a battle if you face it the right way uh yeah. and then i think in in the style of andor right when when all these different people from kind of different walks of life are realizing everything we value is being squeezed and crushed mm-hmm. and i think there's some moment where nick sant was radicalized by the empire's destruction of fun that yes. his thrill-seeking life, the the planets where there used to be fun uh, are those things are all shut down. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he used to le- lead some some group. Uh, you, you know, uh, let's uh, parasail <laughs> mm-hmm. off uh, the, the the cliffs of Scarif. You know, maybe he used to go like a lava scuba diving on Mustafar, and all that yeah. is shut down. Yeah, all that freedom is taken away. They mm. have even taken away joy and fun. And that's when he's like, yeah. no more, no more. I'm going on the, the adventure of a lifetime, taking yeah. down the empire.
5: Yeah. The more you're talking about this, the more we're putting this out there, I'm upset that Tony Gilroy didn't include him in Andor season one.
4: <laughs> he is our big prediction now for Andor season two. Of, who's got to <laughs> pop up? Nick Sant. Uh, so given his age, uh, mm-hmm. do you think Nick Sant spent a lot of time giving the youngsters advice they may or may not have asked for?
5: Oh yeah, you know, to his detriment. Yeah, this this happens. It happens naturally. Younger kids in the younger generation. Don't worry. This will be you too. I do it as well. You know, when I first started spinning tunes in radio ninety five, it just, just starts to happen. So I think there's a lot of that with Nick Sand. I think I think it's teased for it, lovingly teased for it. And he just knows his place, and it just be kind of. It's a, almost like a sitcom punchline. Like he'll be like, "Well," and they'll be like, "We know Nick," and that's like the catchphrase.
4: <laughs> we know Nick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the catchphrase of our uh, show me your beard. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think uh, there's. It's so funny how Nick Sant as a character is somehow uh, revealing himself through Andor. But, like, mm-hmm. I think Nemec's speech about, like, this technology was kind of ha- hard to master, but then you knew how to use this tech and the Empire's made us forget. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't think there's a single piece. I, I don't think uh, Pathfinders can use a space fork without Nick San explaining to you how the Empire Empire's taken away knowledge of true forks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how they work. I love that. I, love uh, that. I think... Lots of upsetting and unnecessary <laughs> stories about his life. You know, like, you, you, yeah. you ever, I you know, yeah, sure, you heard of a puffer pig, but you ever eat uh, puffer pig bacon? <laughs> Spans inside you. Did you know that? Did you didn't know that? Uh-huh. Ever experienced that?
5: Yeah, he's like, man, you guys never had Lalilo Primak holo records, man. That cat, that cat could sing, man.
4: All your compressed digital files of Lulio Primak singing. Uh let's look to the, the future of Nick Sand. Do you think that he survived the Battle of Endor? Wikipedia said nothing about it. Uh maybe mm. some other stuff does. Uh, Do you think he survived the Battle of Endor? And if so, did he hand out presents at the Ewok victory party like Santa?
5: Yeah, I'm trying to scan my brain to see if there's any uh, footage of him just clapping to the, you know, no music dance party going on there. I don't think so. Uh, Yes, so I think he did survive. Absolutely. I think it was, uh, you know, he had a target on his back with that, that biker's got outfit, but he survives. And, And not only, Joseph, not only did he hand out presents at the Ewok victory party, I think he said, Maybe after the Battle of Jakku, he's like, you know where, you know where I'm gonna go live? That Endor, man, I'm gonna hang out with those bears. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) I think he moves to Bright Tree Village.
4: Yeah, I think that he uh, handed out maybe uh, some alcohol. Uh, Maybe, (laughs) maybe he quickly carved some little sculptures of the battle. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I think that he, at that party, became so enamored with the Ewoks and their ways, the drumming on the helmets, the strength of their. Forest brood Ewok hooch. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> he's in love. <laughs> I'm exactly on the same page with you. He spent that night getting smashed with the Ewoks. Because you know what? He. Merry he, Christmas, everybody.
5: He, he probably. He probably was on, a, a, you know, a, a, like Scarif before the Empire took it over. And he's like, man, we used to have some drum circles out there. And these Ewoks know drum circles.
4: Let's exactly. do it. Exactly. Past the Bezos. We're at yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we've talked a lot about Nick Sant. We need to acknowledge uh, actual Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. If Santa Claus is real, do you think he's a Jedi?
5: I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I always assumed he was. I mean... The science of Santa getting around as fast as he does always confused me as a child. Uh, I was raised to to believe that Santa did not exist uh, from an early age. They, <laughs> parents are like, nope, not real. Um, <laughs> so uh, it just makes sense to me that Santa has some uh, almost world between world type of powers.
4: Yes. I totally agree. He's he's uh, he's very selfless. He he wants to uh, spread joy and love. He has a light side and a dark side list. Yep, yep. <laughs> but he's always open to to darksiders making a better choice, mm-hmm. uh, and that will will change the list. Um, and yeah, oh man, all this stuff. I uh, just watched uh, season four of Rebels with the the bond ezra bonds with the loath wolves and the loath wolves are so connected with the planet they can fold time and and place time and space mm. and, and i think santa has made that jedi bond with the loath deer uh and that's how they fly uh, mm. all through time and space on love it on christmas eve Love it. so some deep thoughts about santa claus and nick sant uh we always like to make it personal so ken would you ever dress up as a biker scout I think
5: if I ever officially get, uh, you know, I have an honorary 501st uh, Belgium wing uh, membership, the 501st, but if I was to actually do it, actually do it, I would need to be a biker scout because I always go on about them. And then once my beard goes completely gray, maybe I blonde it up a little bit. Then I go as Nick Sant. It's a perfect
4: combination. <laughs> Full Nick Sant cosplay. Uh, I do want to dress up as a biker scout, but I feel I must dress up as a shore trooper first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, partially just because the the pants are so cozy when you're a short <laughs> trooper
5: and then you and i can reenact uh the story
4: of nick getting arrested on the <laughs> that's exactly right would you ever leave cookies out in the hope that star wars character nick sant would come to your house
5: <laughs> i would need to go down to those stores in la that sell the special cookies for nick santa to, to get there based on what we're talking about but uh yes absolutely if it gets me a nick sant at my door, absolutely.
4: Yeah, uh this is the kind of thing I joke about doing that I'm not actually going to do, but I would like to find a recipe for uh holiday cookies that have meat in them. Like not just mm. a little bacon fleck, but like yeah, full full ham chunks in the cookie cuz I think that's the kind <laughs> of cookie that Nick Sant might uh make a special visit to your home <sighs> to enjoy. Yeah, that's great. Well, we are going to go on to our final rating. We're going to rate the wild, the weird, the wondrous factor of Nick Sant. Our uh, rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos. That is Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Nick Sant? Look, man, uh,
5: I'm going nine. Hear me out. (laughs) Hear me out. Is he just a rebel? Is he just a pathfinder? That's like a four. The beard, five. Sure. Sure. But you tell me, the the legend around him, the wrecks of it all, all right, that might be, but you tell me why L. Burner was selected from a bunch of day player extras to be in the front. You try to look at that from that point of view and tell me he isn't very special. He is unique. He's wild. He's wondrous. He's weird. He's all of it. I'm going nine out of ten.
4: Yeah, that that is uh, really good, really compelling. Uh, you you caused me to <laughs> raise my rating from seven point five to eight. There are so many things imbued into this character who is on screen for a brief and frankly confusing time. <laughs> with what was even the plan with only one of you? Was that was what he was... going to go? I captured all. 37 of these rebels <laughs> i got one blaster trained on him what was even the plan there man uh, was it to open the the door was he gonna be like uh, just yeah was he gonna anyway uh so the the dressing up the vestigial tail of a deleted scene that's yeah. weird how did he earn the right that's weird. Uh, the The fact that he does look so much like stereotypical Santa Claus that some uh, cheeky writer named him Saint Nick, uh, that okay. that all pushes it up. And I'm going to give him an eight out of 10 Lobot heads. And if I told Nick Sant that, he'd be like, you know what? I, I was once there when Lobot removed his head. You he didn't <laughs> know he could do that
5: yeah man it was great we hung out for a whole
4: night (laughs) well this was a a fun way to celebrate (laughs) the holidays lots of holiday spirit in this one uh we always like to know uh what your ratings are so how many lobot heads would you give nick sant let us know uh, but that is our episode. Ken, uh, you want to let people know where they can find us?
5: Yeah, man. Me and Lobo are listening to the <laughs> Flying Burrito Brothers all night. Long investment one night. Uh, it was great. Uh, yes, you can find us on Twitter at 4 Pod. From there, you link to all the spots we are. We also are, all, are on Hive Social uh, at 4Center over there.
4: That is right. Uh, Nick Sant's the one who gave Wilro Hood the Camtono in the first place.
5: <laughs> now, um. Let me tell you, there was ice cream in there, brother. I put ice cream in there.
4: <laughs> That's what we got. Peace out, man. Ice cream made of clouds. You ever heard of those? Anyway, uh, we're clearly in love with the Nick Sant that we have entirely made up no evidence for this version of Nick Sant that now lives in our minds and hearts and hopefully in yours as well. Uh, That is it for this episode. You can find me uh, by going to just about any social media and looking for at Joseph Scrimshaw. Thank you all for listening all through the year and we're excited for more adventures in uh, the new year as well. And we hope those who celebrate are having a wonderful holiday and those who are uh, having a day are having a wonderful day. This has been Data bank dive.
3: Inflation, student debt, recession, mortgage rates. Your employees have a lot on their minds. Offer them financial well-being support from Vanguard while on your way at institutional.vanguard.com. All investing is subject to risk. Advice provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor.